truth. Yeah. Truth. It's true. He's not lying this time. So welcome to FTW on uh, the Mutiny Radio Station. Uh, uh, March 19th show, if you'd like to call in. San Francisco, California. So we're, uh, we're down the mission. We're on 21st in Florida. You're more than welcome to come down and visit. Say hey. Hang out. Do your thing. Do our thing. Do what you want to do. We won't tell you who do, to. Do, do, do what you want to do. Knock it to. <laughs> I got that song on here somewhere. No way. Tonight show? No, do what you want to do. It's oh. Calvin, Calvin Harris, I believe. It's kind of kind of dance music. I can't tell you. Uh, yeah, George does the music on our show, and I do a little thing called The Race Report, and we talk motorcycles, because we are Forever Two Wheels. If you would like to call in, call us at 415-550-0511. That number again, 65... No, no, we meant 415-550-0511. It would be fun, like, giving them a different phone number every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. It would probably cut down the phone calls other than Gail coming in. Calling in, yeah. Wouldn't she be a great interview? You know, Gail, you hardly seem crazy at all. How about some government conspiracies and who are they trying to kill this week? <laughs> uh, she's fucking great. <laughs> if For those that don't know, Gail calls in from time to time and uh, is generally pretty far out of her mind. Kind of deep space is oh, where Gail's at. That's a different do what you want to do. She's having oh, some oh, issues. Oh, <laughs> kind of like George's music choices. <laughs> yeah. So any motorcycle this weekend, George? You ride to work? Or, uh, uh, yeah, I rode the Harley on yesterday. Yeah? Yesterday and today, yeah. Because it was raining on Saturday, man. It was coming down pretty good. I didn't get, get a drop of rain on me during the parade. I managed to dodge it. Did it that's, rain in the morning or something? Because I didn't see that myself. Um, it was wet. Oh. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Your Saturday. first day of double time. I don't remember, dude. You know how this is. Do what you want to do. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> wow. Right, what's he say right there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Technically, never, you're right, but it's not the one I Never doubt me again. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Jackass. <laughs> so I did get a, I got an interesting call from my buddy on a Saturday. Do tell. He said, uh, so yeah, with this Ranchero thing, I want out. He wants out of the program. So the program was that he was going to donate the fucking the engine and the transmission. We were going to slap it in together. We are going to sell it and split the money. All right. I, sh- I showed up with the truck. He had the engine trans. So so we go. Boom, boom. Kick the engine out. Um, all of a sudden, things got, yeah. He, well, I'm sure he's having troubles with the house and stuff, and he doesn't want that piece of shit sitting in his fucking driveway all this time. And I've been busy for the last week, so I haven't had a chance to get out there, and he's fucking... He's like, yeah, so I want out on this on this deal, um, but I'll sell you the engine transmission for 600 bucks. Oh, that's not a bad deal. I was like, okay. I'll try to work the money up, you know? And then he called me back like a half hour later, and I didn't answer, but he left me a message that, oh, yeah, you're going to need the exhaust, too, so that's going to be another four bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is he a regular listener to the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a good dude. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just turning into more of a mess than I kind of expected, so... We'll see how that goes. Wow. Maybe you should get a hold, hold of uh, Matt uh, Kenilworth. We'll call him Matt Kenilworth. Uh, the, the guy that I know that had a rancheroo that unfortunately got wrecked on the way to work one day. You should call him and tell him to come pick this thing up. I don't have his phone number. I did try to get it from Bill. Uh, what's his name? The other night. But uh, he did not have it. He did not know the man. Well, that's how it goes. So this is what it is. But yeah, I got to ride the bike. Dude, it was like yesterday was cold. Was yesterday? Did it rain yesterday? 
It, uh, I don't believe it did. I really get out too much yesterday. Big recovery day yesterday. I, think I did ride the bike yesterday and today. I don't think I rode it on Saturday. That's right, I didn't. It cost me 20 bucks to park in that open lot. Chump change, right? Sure. For my pal George, that's just chump change. That's how he rolls. He's big. It's 10 minutes of work on a double time day. <laughs> don't brag to the kids at home, George. That's a lot of money, dude. That's fucking a lot of work, dude. There's some bullshit and fucking big, dude. It wasn't too bad, and then I ran into one of my one of the guys at work, and he's like, oh, dude, I park over here on the side. The fucking meters don't work on Saturdays. I'm like, what? Oh, really? I don't even know about that one. Fuck. That's a good deal. Uh, the one over, what, not Folsom and 3rd? Yeah, Folsom and 3rd. That place is usually, what, 14 bucks on the weekends, I thought? The place underneath the Thai restaurant? There's that one, and then there's one across the street. Uh, or is that the Thai restaurant? The outdoor. Where, the outdoor. Where the Go indoor. Dog Go used to be, wherever it was. Or Hot Dog, or whatever the fucking. What Up Dog? What Up Dog? That it. That's it. That's still there. That building? Yeah, that place has a parking garage in it. It does, yeah, but the parking garage sucks. Oh, well, I didn't say it wasn't trick without its tricks. I do the one across the street. I've done that one, but they. <laughs> And we're back. How is everybody? To get a little fresh air, step outside, look up at the moon, space out for a second, realize you had to breathe again. Okay, good. Let's keep this show rolling. We having a good time? Make some noise. Let's bring the energy back up. We're here. We forgot what we were doing for a minute, but now we're back. We're back, and the next man coming to the stage, very funny. Please make some noise for Edsel Mack. How the fuck are you guys doing? How are you doing tonight? Um, I actually have a confession, and I don't think this one's going to go over too well. I actually don't think weed should be legal. I know. Fuck all of you. I know. Shock aghast. Um, but I mean, for you guys, yes, you're good people. For my mom and dad who have chain smoked marijuana since they were 12, yes, weed should be legal. For my brothers, all three of them who've been smoking and selling weed since middle school, weed should be fucking legal, but not for my ass. <laughs> weed should be illegal for me. Um, my mom does cute shit when she's high. She, the other day, was on the couch and goes, Edsel Mac, I want to ride a giant Galapagos land tortoise someday. I know. So I'm picturing this woman <laughs> on a tortoise with a fucking saddle, for some reason, I don't know why in my head, in a moo-moo, <laughs> And my brother, who is equally as intelligent and in smoking with her, goes, Why the fuck would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you just get a snapping turtle? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's just as smart. And they start arguing. It's like a boxing match at the Special Olympics. And um, I live with my aunt and help take care of her. She has special needs. She's amazing, amazing. She has Down syndrome. And she's in the kitchen watching them, making a hand sandwich. And she looks at them and goes, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> now, 
the reason I should not be smoking weed, <laughs> the reason that um, weed should be legal for me is because I'm a monster when I'm high. Um, my brothers call me the one-hit wonder, the Millie Vanilli, the Michelle and Degliacello, because it takes one puff of weed for me to get high, and then I do the meanest, most heinous shit. Um, <laughs> this is going over really well, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd, sorry. All, all these jokes about weed to a really high crowd. Um, so <laughs> the other, uh, when I first uh, shit balls, I'm high too. And this is why I should not be smoking weed or in a room <laughs> of people smoking weed. So um, I used to teach in Napa. Um, and it was kind of conservative town. And um, kind of, just a little, little, little bit of a bubble. I don't know. And... Um, I have another confession. I am, um, I am also gay. She said, "Where's your, where's my gays at?" That, that was me. I was in the corner, like me, right over here, <laughs> over here. And it doesn't have a place to come up in the classroom, obviously. Um, but it did the other, uh, the other day, or at least I thought it did, when one of my students raised their hand, and um, I called him. I'm like, Aiden, what is it? And he's like, Mr. Mack, what team are you on? Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard that, Pam. I heard that gas. I went to a dark place, people. I was thinking, what fucking Jesus freak parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? I'm gonna fucking lock the door, start donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. Fucking take two of the Spanish-speaking mijos, hop in my scion. I'll be halfway to Mexico before the principal finds out. Use one to translate, one for collateral. And then it, it hit me. Um, each grade is broken up into teams. And the teams are named after different schools. So they were just asking which group I was in. So I go, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he goes, Mr. Mack, you're a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocker. Um, for you breeders in the audience, that's what we call you. <laughs> because you have this like lock and key thing you do. Um, amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn-fed, thick, a little hairy. I'm a bear. So um, he thinks he guessed it because I'm laughing so hard. And then one by one, 30 of these little sixth graders jump up and they're like, he is a bear. We guessed it. He is a bear. Mr. Max, a bear. And so... <laughs> because I'm an asshole <laughs> and I'm an amazing teacher, teacher of the year I'm working for, um, I go, you know what, Aiden? I am a bear. And you know what? One weekend out of every summer, we should just get together with other bears. We should go up somewhere, like to a river. Yeah. <laughs> the <br> <laughs> um... I don't think you're psychic, but you might, you might be slightly, you might have a little bit of the gift. Um, so like, we should get together with just other bears. Just hang around the river, just lounge around. These little sixth graders lost their shit. Ah! Yes! I was like, oh my God, and nobody but bears allowed. The other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. I said, and you know what? Not one beaver allowed. Bears only. 
They're wet, they're smelly, and they steal all our wood. I had 36th graders marching in the class. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. Oh yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh my god, this is the funniest shit ever. And then I'm like, I'm gonna fucking lose my job. One of these little shits is gonna have a gay uncle, or their uncle's gonna have a gay roommate, or some shit. It's gonna be Christmas, they're gonna be talking about this shit. Uh, and because I am a gifted teacher, to cross curriculum, um, we spent the last 15 minutes doing measurements of each other for assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough crowd. Assless chaps is too soon. Um, go Bears. Ah, I know. Yeah. Little coincidence. I played rugby for Cal as well. Yeah. So, um, funny story and why, again, I should not get high. When I came out to my parents, I was about 23. Um, UC Berkeley playing rugby there good team, really good team, um, and I'm with my mom, and she owned a, a ceramic shop in Sebastopol, and I was like, oh, fuck, I, I'm, I gotta talk to my mom first, I'm really close with my mom, and close with all my family, I'm like, oh, fuck, um, but I don't smoke weed, and I'm the only person in the family that doesn't smoke weed, and we're sitting in the car, and I'm like, oh, shit, mom, I got, I got something really important to tell you, and she's like, what is it, Eddie? I'm like, oh, it's like, it's, it's big. She's like, are you kicked out of school <laughs> again? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 mom, I'm, I'm gay. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. I had no clue. The moms are always supposed to know. <laughs> And then she goes, she goes, uh, you want to celebrate? And then um, <laughs> I, my parents were super supportive. My teammates were super supportive. Uh, my coach was super supportive. Everybody was supportive. And I was like, you know what? This is just too good to be true. I'm really missing this gay experience. Nobody's really ever talked shit to me. And like <laughs> the white male heteronormative privilege in this is 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 not lost on me. I'm like, <laughs> no one's ever talked shit. No one's ever called me a faggot. And I'm like, ah, this is bullshit. I'm missing out on some good stuff. Like my parents were so supportive. My brothers called me up right away. Like, hey faggot, ah, oh, it means something now. Like I I just want you to know I love you no matter what. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I'm missing out on so much. So I decided, once when I was high, <laughs> to tell my high school friends, you know what you should do? When you get really drunk at the bar, I want you to call my parents' house up at 2 a.m. and scream, their son's a faggot. Oh yeah, it's real nice. Or, or just, you know, drive by the house. Drive by the house, 2, 3 a.m., scream out the window, Edsel Max a faggot! Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm sensitive and I'm kind. And I teach third graders. <laughs> Got a big heart. And um, I was so high that I forgot I asked them to do this. And then I'm home a couple months later, and we're sitting on the couch, and shocker, they're getting high. <laughs> and I, I, I totally remember, and I was like, hey, you guys, <laughs> uh, any funny phone calls lately? <laughs> like, oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> and they all start giving each other, like, glances, like, oh, 
oh shit and then i'm like hey you know guys any random calls around 2 a.m <laughs> and they're like oh did you tell him did you did you tell him then my family goes how did you find out and i was like what do you mean like i, I told them told my friends call talk shit and they're like we've been keeping it from you because we thought the taunting was just starting I know. Uh, thank you so much. Um, short but sweet set. Um, my name is Etzel Mack, and have a great night. Keep it going for Edsel. The art teacher we all wish we had. It's amazing. Uh, I would not have pegged Edsel, but that didn't come out right. God damn it. That can't say anything anymore. I'd peg him, whatever. I've already had a kid. I could try something new. He would make me feel like a girl, and I like that about him. All right. Our next comedian coming to the stage has a name that sounds like the first name culturally appropriated the last name. <laughs> Give it up for Alex Papa. <laughs> Jam Papa, but still sounds like appropriation. I know what you mean now. That's the first time someone's brought that up and it's horrifyingly accurate. My goodness. Uh, how we doing? Holy shit. I can't believe that weed is this legal here. It's like this legal. Like I'm from Boston and it's like pretty legal there, but it's wicked legal here. This is crazy. My whole life I'm like legalize marijuana and then they do it. I'm like, oh my God, they did it. Oh my goodness. This is so nice. Uh, so yeah, hi there. I'm from Boston. I uh, used to sell weed. And um, what used to happen in the past when I used to sell weed is that, so I was selling it right when they decriminalized it in Boston, which meant that a lot of people were buying weed for the first time, which also meant that a lot of people were very bad at buying weed. Like this dude used to call me and he thought he still had to talk to me in code. So he'd call me up and he'd be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. Like, this dude was so dumb, he definitely winked on the phone. <laughs> Another thing that people didn't realize is that weed is, like, really strong now. Like, you don't need very much of it to get high if you never smoke weed. So they'd smoke a little bit, and they'd get too high, and then they'd call me, and they'd be like, was this laced? And it's like, dude, I didn't give you a bonus for free. <laughs> like, if you want, like, cocaine on your marijuana, you have to call me and be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. <laughs> That's the code you have to use. That's the thing with weed is there's no uh, breathalyzer for it. So, like, if you're too high, you have to make that call yourself. I call that hitting the ceiling. Because uh, you're too high. You got it. I had my ceiling moment last week. I was walking down the street and I forgot which arm you're supposed to swing when you're walking. I was like, oh, is it the same? Or is it the opposite arm? And then I tried to play it cool, but when you're super high, you can never play it cool. So I was just walking down the streets of Boston like. <laughs> just being an average guy. <laughs> I just started getting medical marijuana too. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a hero. Uh, 
it's crazy because uh, medical marijuana, like I had always smoked weed for fun, so it's hard for me to take it seriously as medicine, but they take it super seriously there. Like I go and I'm talking to the dude and he's like, uh, what seems to be bothering you? And I was like, I have back pain. And he was like, is it chronic? And I was like, <laughs> 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 like they take every single aspect of it super seriously, except one thing. They never change any of the ridiculous names of the weed. So, like, you go in there, and you sit down with a doctor, and he's like, all right, Alex, what we're going to do for you here is give you something that's high in CBD. That's also going to release any sort of neural tension you're feeling. So we're going to go ahead and prescribe you the skunk bottom diesel. Skunk bottom diesel for you. It's like if your doctor gave you antidepressants, and it was like, and here are your no more boo-boo yum-yums. I just think it's weird that drugs are medicine until you do enough of them for them to be fun and then they're drugs. <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Like you guys ever had a cold? All right, that's about as much of a, as an applause break you're gonna get at a weed show. It's like a light like, ha ha ha, agreed. Uh, yeah, like you, ever, you guys ever get a cold and, and you take Robitussin? But have you done Robitussin? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend it, but if you drink a bottle of Robitussin, it makes you trip. It's called robo-tripping. And when I was 18 years old, I drank a whole bottle of Robitussin, and I fell asleep immediately, and then woke up in a trip for my first day of school at UMass Lowell. Right? And you guys aren't familiar with Lowell, of course, but this is a very, very bad area of Boston. I asked for a... What was the California equivalent you gave me? Uh... So, yeah, I'm... Tenderline? Tenderloin. <laughs> sounds shitty. Yeah, so I'm basically like at UC Tenderloin, right? And so, and like I'm walking to class. It's like a bad area. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm tripping balls. So I'm walking to class and I get into class and I sit down and the professor starts talking to me and I remember it just sounded like whoop, 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 whoop. and I was like oh man <laughs> and then I tried to say excuse me back but my friend said I just went Aah. but it was in a bad enough area that he was just like ah we lost another one and moved on <laughs> I, uh, I have a friend who's transgender you're female to male and he was talking to me about getting a penis. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. You got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience. Maybe the best part. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I would want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, well, I mean like, You'd probably rather have a big scar than a little scar. You know what I mean? Like, is the, is the arm scar going to be the new big feet? It's like, you know what they say about a guy with a big arm scar? He's got a big dick. And it's brand new. I think it's weird now that on Facebook, uh, they give you a like button, and they give you a mad button, and they give you a sad button, but there's still no doesn't give a shit button. Because I would use that a lot more. Like, I don't want to ignore the post. I want them to know I don't give a shit about it. 
You know what I mean? From people who are like, just accepted a big job offer. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. It'd be nice. How about this one? I'm pregnant. Here's a picture of my ultrasound. Gross. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. Like, here's a picture of me in my new bikini. Alex Jampapa likes this. You've got to pick your battles. That's important in life. The craziest thing I've seen on Facebook now is, uh, or Facebook related, I guess. Actually, you guys are probably hyper aware of this. Have you heard that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to try to run in 2020, like for president? Yeah, no, I swear to God I heard that. And I'll tell you this, man, if he gets the nomination, that dude will win the election because Mark Zuckerberg has access to everything that we have ever posted on Facebook, which means that Mark Zuckerberg has blackmail on everyone. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go on Facebook and you're going to post your political opinion because these days, that's the only way most of us can come. <laughs> and you're going to be like, I'm not voting for Zuckerberg. And then you're going to get a message from Zuckerberg, a Facebook memory coming back to haunt you. It's going to be like, on this day, eight years ago, you looked at your hot cousin's profile 87 times. <laughs> And you're going to be like, this is an invasion of my privacy. And Facebook's going to be like, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit. <laughs> the callback only works if the first joke worked and it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have just cut it. Here comes the big closer. Uh, <laughs> um... So I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this app. I love it now, and I've been using it for years, Venmo. Uh, if you don't know Venmo, this is an app that you use to pay people, uh, but when you pay people, you have to give a reason. So if it's something illegal, you have to lie. <laughs> I'm just hoping like they never go back through the Venmo transactions and call people out, because they never covered my tracks very well, especially in college when I was really wiling out, because it's going to be like, all right, Alex, so we're just looking back at a few things here, and it says right here, that on April 23rd of 2014, at 3 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza? It was a late night. I was really hungry. Okay. Uh, but then it says here that at 4 a.m., one hour later, you spent $80 on pizza? <laughs> Bit of a pizza head, I guess. <laughs> okay. But then it says here that at 5 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza, parentheses, LOL, cocaine. <laughs> By the way, I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. Yeah, because the first one worked, so then I could use the callback this time. We're so ignorant in Boston, man, for years I thought white privilege just meant cocaine. <laughs> People would be like, you have white privilege. And I'd be like, I know, I feel so confident. It's like I could do anything. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. That's all for me. Keep it going for Alex. All the way from Boston. We made it. Are you ready for your last comic of the evening? Are you ready to lose your fucking minds? Oh, we're all so fucking high. All right. Please make it loud for Andy Bacaro! I got it. It's our A. 
I cannot believe I caught that. Awesome on that. I might have turned it off. Did it work? All right, there we go. It's working. I can't believe I caught that. I'm going to be thinking about that for the next 10 minutes. There's no way. There's no way I can think about a set when the, that's like the most athletic thing I've done. Literally 16 years old was the last time I had the hand eye to just nab something. And I've been smoking nonstop for like an hour and a half. It's been crazy. What's going on, Levi? What's up? Uh, saying hi to friends on stage. Wow, we're really stoned. And uh, can I say this? The fact that you're all still here shows a level of politeness that is really something special, especially the comics. We all know how polite we are to still be here watching each other. And so I just want to say thank you to that before I even start. And thanks to Pam for putting this together, for having us and everything. Um... I, uh, this is one of those cities where I like, we're talking about pot tonight, obviously weed themed show where, uh, sometimes, uh, I get a little upset that I'm liberal when I'm in San Francisco, it definitely happens. I can't even go to Portland cause I think I'll become an independent. I, you know, I like <laughs> afraid just from what the Portland comics have said. And I have friends that did uh, comedy in Portland for a long time. And I know that it would push me further somewhere. I don't even know which direction, probably South. I don't even know which way I would go there. But, uh, like, I just, you know, it's like just politically I don't have any real convictions. It's just tough for me because I haven't had a lot of adversity, you know what I mean? I'm willing to admit that, you know what I mean? Because every political argument I've ever had ended me going, I don't know, maybe you're right. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you could be right. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not going to Wikipedia this, but, you know, let's quit talking about it. But I, I don't know, I, I, I like, like, seriously, like, I, well, last time I was here, a friend of mine lives over the sunset something, I don't know, outer sunset, inner sunset, something like that, and uh, there was a dude, as we're walking to a place, just taking a shit uh, on the wall, just like leaning, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's art here, but just leaning on the wall, just bleh, taking a shit, and I was totally grossed out, and she was like, oh, that happens, you know, it's our neighborhood meaning it was his neighborhood too. And I get that to a degree, like he's allowed to be there. But dude, go behind a dumpster. Like, why do we gotta be so nice here? Can, there, can we draw some sort of line? Can we at least say, look, all right, I know you're homeless. I know that you don't have an LA fitness membership, so you gotta shit somewhere, I get it. But come on, not against the wall as people are going in the building and everyone's just cool, everyone just waves, like that's just Willie, that's where he shits. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? In the East Coast, somebody would at least be like, hey, you know what? Go behind a dumpster, dude, please. Can you go somewhere rehose anyway, for Christ's sake? I don't hate I don't hate you, and I don't want you to leave or be arrested, but just fucking not in front of the kids. Just diarrhea. And it's always diarrhea, because obviously they don't eat well. So, you know what I mean? It's not like somebody had mentioned solid stools before. You never see those. Just saying, when I'm in downtown LA and I step in something, I don't just assume it's from a dog. You know what I mean? I just, I just throw away those shoes. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I don't know. It's weird being in LA and, and fucking stoners are still excited to meet each other. Is it like that here at all? Fucking ever see two stoners meet? Fucking freak out like it's rare. Are you kids? 2018 in California. That'd be like two white kids in Wisconsin being like, no way, you two? Holy shit. Where did I find you at? 
It's that's a little. My one buddy, uh, I just gave him money because you know I didn't I didn't feel like going to the weed store and he was going. I was like, pick me up something. He was like, all right. He comes back and you got to be so specific now. There's fucking brands and fucking all these different names and levels of shit. It's like becoming wine. You know what I mean? Like there's exp- there's like really expensive bullshit and then there's like the stuff. You know, it, it's it's really. I just it makes me honestly miss going to somebody I don't like's house. You know what I mean? For 15 minutes. That was easier than going. I got to sit in a lobby as a security guard looks at shit and then fucking get up. You got to go into the store. Everything's behind glass like it's the future. And, and like, like, it's just fucking, it's so complicated. It didn't make it easier. It was a little bit easier when you just knew a guy. <laughs> you know, now you're like, oh, I want to go. It's Friday afternoon. Fucking line's going to be out the door. Got away. It's like more complicated. There was never a line out the door when you knew a guy. He was always home playing video games. Now sometimes it's busy. I'm trying to think of all my pot material while I'm stoned. That doesn't work out that well, right? I can't fucking figure everything out while you're stoned. Um, I don't know. I uh, I I I like uh, I like pot so much that it's kind of become embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of I'm the uncle that goes outside too much at Thanksgiving. You know? <laughs> right? Anybody else here? That person that just yeah, right. Every single family gathering, you're just outside with your one hitter. It's like, don't bother Uncle Andy. He's making a call on his wooden phone. Leave him alone. He's, <laughs> don't go outside right now. You know what I mean? It go. It, there's like a point in somewhere in your early 30s where it goes from being like a kind of cute hobby to seriously, dude, you got to be high for this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking Thanksgiving with family and you got to be baked out of your fucking mind. Did he? Yes, I do. <laughs> Dude, this is the best day of the year for food. I'm going to smoke as much as I can. <laughs> and now that, again, now that I'm, I'm fucking blatant with it, I'm just, I tell them, don't let the kids come outside right now. This is going to be, like, I'm smoking this whole blunt to my face. Everybody stay inside. <laughs> I'm a grown man, and if you don't like it, I'll get a hotel, and we won't even have Thanksgiving together. How about that? <laughs> and my mom gets a little sad, and I smoke the blunt, and that's how we spend Thanksgivings. <laughs> Around my house, or not my house, I, can, I do not have a place big enough to host a Thanksgiving party. I actually am in the process of moving into an apartment soon uh, with uh, three other comedians in Los Angeles. Again, I'm 32 years old. Don't, it's okay, don't clap, no. I was just kind of, I was thinking the other day what a trip it is, the fact that like, if I could have told 16 year old me that 32 year old me would be moving into a house with all comedians in Los Angeles trying to be a comedian, I would have been so excited. I would have lost my mind. But 32-year-old me is losing my mind for completely different reasons. Right now, I got Stanley Steamer going to that place to fucking correct. It's been like four generations of comedians living there. So the fucking, oh, the carpets are like, oh. They're like a movie theater that's been abandoned. That's what the carpets seem like. There's like dust on... No, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get these. Car- I'm gonna get carpet squares. You can buy carpet squares, and you pull. Why am I talking about this? This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I have absolutely no material on anything to do with any of what I just said. With, with the fact that I'm moving or the carpet squares, nothing. I have nothing there for it. We joke. Stay on topic. Oh, I wrote a couple on my hand. Oh yeah. No, you know what's weird is like, um, is, is, and I don't blame them. Uh, again, this is another homeless joke. It's weird. But uh, anyway, um, 
you see them smoking weed a lot now in LA. Do you guys have that? Obviously in San Francisco, like a lot of times, if they get enough money, it used to be they go buy a bat, uh, you know, a little bit of scotch or something. Now they get a little, or you know, yeah, that's you know, heroin's a little bit of a worse one. I grew up in a really privileged area, so I, I, I never even, I've never even really seen heroin to be honest with you. But anyway, I, uh, I know I, and I'll, I'll walk through the tenderloin and I'll learn. Um, <laughs> I lose my train of thought so easy. Oh yeah, but a lot of the homeless are smoking weed now in LA, and, and it's weird. A lot of people are getting mad at them. They're like, "Why are they spending all the only money they have on fucking on, on weed?" And it's like in New York, people used to say the same shit. They'd be like, "Look at his jacket. That's a hundred and eighty dollars jacket, man. How does he have that?" It's like, dude, he's homeless. That jacket is like, that's real important for him, right? You know what I mean? That's like his number one thing he needs. Why are you taking him down a notch? You know? <laughs> And then in L.A., if you're homeless, it's kind of, if you smoke a joint, it's probably a nice 20 minutes or so every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, the weather's decent. So the, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people watching. It's a nice way to be homeless and forget for like 25 minutes. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty shitty we're judging them. Let them smoke the weed outside. But this is a very pro-homeless fucking set. Thank you. I was a little judgmental on where they should shit, I'll admit. But I came around at the end and... and (laughs) What am I doing? I have no idea what is this. Oh. I read what the note was. Anybody finding themselves now that weed is super legal and you can buy the kind of weed you want, like when you want it, like if you want a sativa for, I don't know why people want sativas. I'm a fat guy. You know what I mean? I'm an indica, you know, kind of dude. I'm not, people like, oh, you wish for sativa, you go on a hike. Oh, that's what I want to do, Stone. I want to smoke a, I want to smoke a bowl and go on a hike. That's fucking, that's always been my dream. Fuck that. No, I want to fucking... You know You know what you realize? I realized every time I was on the East Coast and I just got weed and I didn't know what it was and I smoked it late at night and couldn't go to bed, I was like, oh, that was just called a sativa. I just thought that was weird weed. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but now I'm on the West Coast and I know. But now I find myself doing something really snotty. I don't know. Everybody in here obviously smokes weed for the most part. If you don't, I'm sorry that you had to be gassed out during this. Yeah. Um, but do you find yourself asking what it is? Before you smoke it, anybody do that? Do you ask what it is? Like, what is what is this? What is this? It's a little. It's so shitty. It's so shit. And I'm not blaming you because I I'm talking. I do it. We all do it. It's we used to be. Oh, thank you. And then you take the big hit. And now we've literally gone in just a couple years to what is this though? What is? Where did you buy it? What kind of paper? They, like, we are so judgmental about this shit. We're like old white ladies with wine. <laughs> that's what we've become. we got to tone it down a little bit. I think that's the biggest laugh I'm going to get this late after in this set. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thanks for listening. I'll see you this weekend. I'm Andy Picaro. Thanks, guys. I'm not even going to touch the mic anymore. It's fucking dangerous. It's a drive-by miking. Give it up for all of the comedians you saw tonight. Thank you so much for sticking around. This is going to be the funniest part of the night. It's where we all go outside and try to remember where we parked. It's going to be hilarious. No, uh, that's party. Let's that's, that's welcome Pam up to the stage. Yay! Keep it going for Justin Lockfeld. Yay! Amazing host. Yay! No one knows weed better than him. 
as many years as he's been alive, all weed, all the time. Uh, we have a opening night party at Asiento that's right up the corner. It's it's there's it looks like the science of the world on the what's it, astrology astronomy something like that uh, up on the corner. So um, you head on up there and have a good time. Thank you guys so much for being here on the opening night, and this has been so amazing. Clap it up for yourselves, yay! And uh, remember, all week long at um, at Asiento, you get happy hour pricing all night long if you say you're from the festival. So we can't have alcohol here, but you can always go up there and say, hey, I'm part of the festival. And you get happy hour pricing. So yay for our one of our festival sponsors. Thanks so much again to George W. Smith running the... Not George W. Smith. George W. Smith was a Christian singer from back in the day. It's George D. Smith. I'm sorry. And Jen Eros at the door and everybody at Mutiny Radio. Thank you guys so much. Yay! Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me. I mean, for right now, ah, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my speaker man. Let's watch a full-length movie. So, uh, tip, tip to the okay. giant button. Enough of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Carl. That, hi, <clears throat> time for you to do your spiel you always do in the beginning. Let's spiel it up. Well, let's just keep it simple. Uh, we are L W A F L M O Y T. I'm Michael Spielman. I'm here with Schmarl. And uh, Paul Spielberg uh, Bach is also here on the mic one. It's, it's, it's a special. It's a special to be here. Uh, <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We are going to watch with you a full-length movie on YouTube. Listen to the podcast and watch YouTube at the same time. Follow us. You can go to iTunes to get our feed at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're also on Twitter with that acronym as well as YouTube. We're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And we have a blog spot, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, which has an essay, uh, the podcast, and the movie all all in one little bite and you could watch it like there uh so carl how are you man all right doing great good to speak with you as usual is it really cold out there on the east coast yes yes it's in the 30s we're buried in snow but uh you know the weather has no choice eventually it will be spring right 
Okay, I guess so. We're we're here in California broadcasting. Kavala, how about you? It was, it was kind of chilly. You had to wear a long sleeve shirt today. Yeah, no, it's definitely chilly, but there's patches of sunshine everywhere across the bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's patches of sunshine. What's the forecast? The five day forecast for the Bay Area? Uh, I'm partially hard. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up five days. <laughs> we're gonna watch a movie today. Carl, what's the movie? Uh, today, well, I want to tell you it's called Bailout because that was on the cover of the VHS in this direct-to-video feature. But it's also called WB Blue and the Bean. It's a David Hasselhoff movie, and Linda Blair appears. Appears? She's not in the entire well, movie? Well, she's a co-star. Okay. <laughs> but when Hasselhoff is in front of the camera... All know. eyes on him. <laughs> All right, so let's go to YouTube, and we're going to go look for Bailout. It's two words, and this movie came out in 1989, so we always recommend when you look for a movie on YouTube to type the title and then the year it came out, and it'll know what exactly what you're looking for. And uh, who's hosting this? What channel should we go to? What's, what okay, link should we so go- watch? The link that you sent me initially is fine, but the credits get cut off. Oh, no, we so can't I have that. I found another one, but it's a little hard to get to. <clears throat> so Okay. Put in bailout, all one word, B-A-I-L-O-U-T, space 1989. And then you have to go down like five or so. All right. I see spied fans version. I see the film archives have politics destroyed. This is a Russian version. It's P-O-M-A-H-C backwards and pi symbol lowercase b. Okay, I do see this. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so this is this has the uh, separation with that little straight line you see on the uh, Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, the pipe symbol. The pipe symbol. So if you type in all one word, bailout, 1989, you will find this one about five or six down. Again, it's P-O-M-A-H, and it's Russian. Gotcha. And it says six views so far, and it was posted last month. And it says full title is Bailout, WB, Blue and the Bean, David Hasselhoff, Rare Movie, Action Movie, Ing, uh, Ing HD, 720%. Okay, so go ahead and click that and then hit pause immediately, and we're going to let it buffer and get ready, and then we'll hit play when the, the sultry weatherman voice of uh, Paul Brumba. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we ready? Let's, uh, well, Paul. Wait, wait, yeah. Are you guys you buffered? Go. Yeah. Are you guys in the buff out there? You are guys the all buff? buffered up? Here we go. Got your finger hovering over that big old play button. We'll We're do gonna... this in three, two, one, go. All right. Is this music supposed to be playing in the background or is it? I have a. Now, usually movies start in which you see your hero, and you it's sort of like a day in his life, his routine, until the inciting incident breaks him out of that routine, and we're off into our adventure. Gotcha. For some reason, this film doesn't start with the hero. It starts with one of the players showing his normal routine, and he will have the inciting incident. I don't know why. Okay, so you're talking about this guy in this super cool rare car that nobody drives around in. That's right. Okay, so it's 1989. Well, when was the uh, last time you drove around in those? There's a lot more of these cars. Years. In, you don't see them on the <laughs> East Coast because you're no. stupid snow and sea salt that used right, to, uh, right. to, to melt That's the snow. That's why I'm always buying a new Bentley every year. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it because the ashtrays are, are full? No, I yeah. crashed the car and it was a killed person. But the ashtray yeah, joke I was understand. funny. Yeah. 
Last week I had a flat tire, and I was like, I love that car, but I had to get a new one. <laughs> that joke's a little flat. <laughs> spare me. Spare me your joke. Okay, so I want you to know that this guy's name is Alan, okay? The guy walked up the stairs. a bail bondsman, and for some reason they're pretending that a bail bondsman is super rich, you know? They're not. But... Um, you know, even the owner of the Bell's Bondsman. Well, the reason I like this guy is he was in Star Trek. He was in Trouble with the Tribbles episode. Get the fuck out. That's great. That's, I've actually seen that episode. So good. I get to see before and after. He was the Klingon who he was undercover as a human. Right. He got discovered when a Tribble freaked out under his nose. Right. That's absolutely right. He was like kind of a merchant guy. Now, he got a second breath of life when Deep Space Nine did a Let's Go Back in Time to Trouble of the Tribbles episode. So not only did he appear again as that 1966 guy, or 67, he, in 96, he got to play himself as an old man. And you seen that episode? Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But it was neat because you were going back in time to the coolest episode. But listen, here's more about this. Okay, I'll tell you after, because we're about to meet a guy. Yeah, so this is... Okay, uh, so you can see he switched cars to right. a, a shitty car, because right. he works in a shitty area. Well, because he's a bail bondsman, and he doesn't want criminals to say, well, is there a white Bentley parked outside? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm on exactly. the Exactly. Exactly. Now, this is George Fox Flower, the homeless person here. His name is Steed. Okay. He always plays a homeless guy. You'll see his face. You'll know him. Is he a Dick Tracy? Is he the, the that is the gold standard of homeless people uh, performances? See, he got his got quarter. It. But he was lying on the street like that, holding his face. Oh, this guy. You see his face. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Him, right. Yeah, he's he was my in father. Back to, Fe back to the Future One and Two he was, as a bum. Yes, in the square. And they only have he bums in that square. He was a cook in Starman. He was a drunk in Escape from New York. He always plays the bum. He was the director, John Carpenter, in Escape from New York? He said no, he, he said but, he, he was the okay. drunk. John Carpenter, since you mentioned him, he gave this guy a cameo role in almost every film he ever made in the 1980s. Oh. Wow. I was, making a, I was making a joke. You said the drunk on uh, Skip from New York, and I said the director, John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice shot of his feet. Do you, I, right. man, you could put your feet on your desk back then. Uh, fucking A. So right now we're seeing what a jerk he is. Uh, you saw he was uh, driving through his neighborhood going, Hi, Mrs. Johnson. And she was eating right. like, under his breath. I hope you croak. Like we're supposed to learn that he's a jerk and we don't like him. Is he going to die? He's going to die. He's going to get He's killed. He's not going to die. He's going to get screwed over. The director's setting us up for that right now. What we're learning is nothing came in overnight that was of any value. But here's the inciting incident. He receives a phone call for a million dollars, 1980s money, bail. Wow, that's pretty uh, high up there. Okay, so here's another claim to fame of this guy that's very interesting. He and his wife, named Mitzi McCall, performed sketch comedy on the Ed Sullivan Show, the same episode the Beatles' first appearance was on. Now, that's incredible, because I also know that uh, Marty, 
uh, Rossi and Mar- Martin and Rossi, who I was a fan yeah. of, was also on that that perform uh, that performance. Yeah, talk about getting eclipsed, right? Right. <laughs> well, you would hope they uh, they'd be like, I, they love me. I would have that tape on my reel. It'd be like the most watched comedy yeah. night. <laughs> Because it's not, it's the truth. Yeah. They met John Lennon in the dressing room and they had, you know, he wasn't so big then. He was just some, he was just like, that show was going to make the Beatles in America. He was just an anonymous asshole, John Lennon, back then. He wasn't like the (laughs) the famous asshole that he was known for. All right. Hello. I'm sorry. I I can't understand you. I said, hello. I'm sorry with your accent. uh. We're the comedy duo of Fooby and Foo-Foo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that man was John Lennon. They actually, they were on Laughing. Um, they were on the Match Game a lot. Uh, I saw that from. You know, they Cattle Tales. They had a they had a career. Yeah. All right. So are we at a boxing? We're at a, a boxing ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this guy is pretending that he is going to show him a few ropes. He's claiming he worked with Muhammad Ali, but the truth is he's a bail bondsman, and this boxer skips bail so oh. he's come here to collect him and he's he's conning uh the coach bail bondsman they're uh cinema's yeah, the greatest underdogs he's a former football guy and and he'll get noticed throughout the movie is he the bean or wb or uh he's blue blue he's blue and the bean is a uh, hispanic the bean is hispanic and it's a horrible stereotype all right. Okay. So, just I want to prepare myself for this movie. Oh, there's stereotypes all over this film. You're gonna, I sh- you're I sh- gonna see. I should mention that uh, I'm part of the bad movie crew here in San Francisco, and for the last ten years, we have been watching at one point uh, for ten years watching weekly movies and heckling it, uh, mystery science theater yeah. style. And we have done this movie, Bailout, and uh, to sit in a room full of people watching this movie is pretty impressive. People love so you see, film. he pulled the gun. He's got a badge that says Bonds, Bond Bales. Yeah. And okay, they're playing Hispanic music right now. It, look at all the kids. It's such right. a stereotype. And, and he always does the dirty jobs. It, it's really terrible. So this guy, even though they don't say he's Jewish, he's like playing all the stingy, penny-pinching um, stereotypes. And the black friend, he's a, you know, we just saw he's a smooth talker and he knows the street stereotype. And of course, the white guy leads the team, he gets the girl. It's all racial So the white guy, representing white guys, is David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, white guys. Way to bring in your top player. So right now he's exploiting the bean. He's saying... You know, I got this job for you. It only pays 50 bucks. And the Bean's like, oh, that's not, I got all these bills. And he goes, all right, forget it. He goes, no, no, okay, I do it. Oh, boy. All right, maybe I should put up the volume. Hang on a sec. Whack! Oh, so he's a tennis player and everyone else. He's a tennis instructor with some history of professionalism. And then uh, Blue is a f- ex-football player. Right. And the Bean is just a Bean. Check Look out at that cell phone. phone. That's made out of Legos. That was like four Lego boxes. It's a brick. Lego ran of out of the color gray. Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, I'll do it. Oh, uh, 
I'm sorry, that's how I answer the phone. <laughs> oh, so he's a, Hi, David Hasselhoff. I'll take the role. I'll take the role. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, this is your mother. <laughs> this is your daughter's school. You need to pick her up. <laughs> so now he's like, again, doing his stereotypes, offering a very low amount. But when he finds out, it's this heiress named Nettie. Her name is Annette Ridgeway. She's like a rich heiress lady named Nettie. She's in the sorority pepper papers. Tasselhoff's no fool. She's in the sorority peppers? Uh, what oh, society papers? Excuse me, I'm sorry. Well, because I've been checking the society papers and I just have not seen this announcement. <laughs> it's the '80s. It isn't current, you know. That's the only time I hear about her hometown. Is it like the New York Times uh, uh, society pages? It's like mm-hmm. some rich guy from our hometown married some other Mom's rich. Player. Yeah, and that's why we're in the New York Times. So now he's like, "Do you know Nettie?" And I do, and. She's had a falling out with her father. And he's like, you mean rich, steal money, we father? Saw, and <clears throat> I love this character choice because as a tennis player, he's actually allowed to wear a headband on screen. It makes <laughs> sense. He's a character. Now, he is three years removed from uh, Kit and the talking car at this point. But he has not yet started um, Baywatch. Uh, Baywatch. So this is 1988, two years before he starts Baywatch. It's been it was filmed. Huh. So he... Uh, and, and it went straight to DVD, it, but that didn't happen until 1990 when he was known for... Baywatch. Yeah. And then they, so they exploited that thing. And they probably just changed the title and said, Bailout's easier to print. Yes. I don't know, print, but yes. Well, I mean... Because you know, the VH cover was weird. It says uh, Bailout, uh, but meanwhile... The title of the movie's got WB in the bean, blue in the bean. And also the the the, tit- the, the uh, cover of the DVD claims 77 minutes film, and it's like 90 minutes. 77 minutes, wow, I wish. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now he's going to Sanford and get Sons. Um, a, a, ba- a person who skipped bail, who's an American Indian, a, a Native American. Okay. Oh, so that's and so this racial stereotype calls him Tonto and stuff. Oh, uh, let me see if I can get the volume going up on this one. Oh, I'm using this. Well, so. you picked the time in which is. Yeah, it's pretty fucking quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Sanford and Sons, the first season was called Sanford and Sons until the, the death of their older son? Not a lot of people know that. So you can see that he's... Okay, so I missed it. Sanford and Son was Red Fox's sitcom. What is it? Yeah, no, I was making a joke that it was originally called Sanford and Sons until the tragic death of their older son. <laughs> of the other son. Because the show's called Sanford and Son. Yeah, with Lamont. Right. I was making a joke that there was another... I was making a uh, family death joke. All right, anyway. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. So now Bean is like, I don't get paid enough to get shot at. Right. So he starts to leave, and his car won't start, and then it falls apart. So he's like, you know what? I need money. And then he goes into the trunk and gets his own weapon. Huh. Well, I keep my weapon in my... You should never keep your weapon in the car. I mean, honest to God, people steal weapons from cars. Can we just say a mm-hmm. public service announcement that, like, you hear stories about people getting shot... 
and it's because someone had left a car uh, gun in the car and someone took yeah. the gun and used that gun so don't be right. dumb like this guy I keep it on my person. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, no, I keep it on my person. I keep it a, uh, and I like right now. I have a holster because I'm indoors. <laughs> I'm not always honest about it. I got pulled over by a cop. He's like, "Do you have any weapons in the car?" And I was like, "No, it's at home with the dope." <laughs> <laughs> That's not my joke. Officer. <laughs> That's not my joke. That was by that that black comedian named Robin something. He had a cartoon. Oh, Robin uh, Harris, right? He, he was Bebe's on kids. Do the Right Thing. Bebe's Kids, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Bebe's Kids, that's right. Yeah, I love that stuff. That was his show. Yeah, his albums were great. Well, he had a joke saying that, uh, uh, he said, uh, oh, what was it, his girlfriend wanted him to uh, go Pac-Man on her, and he was like, no, I forgot what it was. Like, uh, Yeah, it was good stuff. I had okay, now, the point of the bail bondsman is to bring him back to face court. That's how he gets paid. No, it's but meanwhile, shoot guns he's throwing at him. grenades at him and he's shoot, shooting at him with a gun. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like what's the end game? Well, you know, he is a Native American, right? Didn't you establish that? The, so it's okay to... <laughs> Where no, are I, they? It's not okay to shoot a Native American unless he has the bow in him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, let's see that. Okay, so he is throwing grenades. He just happens to have yeah, a grenade in his... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's wearing purple pants. The guy was throwing a grenade. This must like be an Activision pump. game. This must be Kaboom for the Atari 2600. <laughs> Who wears purple pants that throws grenades? That's like a sociopath. Psychopath. No, a sociopath. A sociopath has no empathy. Okay. A psychopath... Uh, Kills people with because he has no end. Okay, so look at see he's shooting them right. Yes, yeah, then we times. find out. Oh, they're rubber bullets. Oh, so he's okay. He's just a stuntman. Doesn't make any sense. If you're hit with a rubber bullet, you are bruised. It can break you your, can crack rib. your ribs. It's not yeah. like no, it doesn't. Even if you have a uh, bulletproof vest, it'll save your life, yeah. but it'll still crack your ribs. Yup. So. You should, if you want okay. to know more information, check out my YouTube video prank show where I shoot guns at. <laughs> where I get yeah. shot, Maya. Okay, so here comes Linda Blair. She's getting out of court. Finally. Her bail has been paid. And now all half off got to do is keep her safe. But this little guy just go to court. But, oh, no! Bad guys have taken her. Level wood. You must save the prisoner. Oh, yeah, they just throw her into a van. She's 15 minutes Help into the movie. Me. Help me, please. I'm late for taping Roller Boogie with Scott Peo. <laughs> no, actually, Scott Peo was in a different Roller Boogie movie. Well, he, Linda he Blair, town. we know her for The Exorcist, but also there's Chain Heat, there's Savage Streets. She was yeah, wow, a big deal for a time. Well, she she also starred in a lot of good B movies, like a lot of, I mean, Bailout included, yeah. where she just kind of brightens it. You know, it's nice to see her show up. She was in um, Airport, 1975, which was like a sequel. Yeah. Well, you don't... You there know. was an Exorcist 2 she was in. There was three sequels to Airport. Airport. Uh, Airport 77, right? 75, 77, and 79, The Concord. Oh, then she was in the original 75. Yeah. How cool okay, is so that one? Movies don't do that anymore. They should put the year that it comes out on it. I'm waiting for yeah. that again. 
Okay, so we find out that those weren't bad guys. They were guys that Gaddy hired to make sure she gets home okay. These are all now look at this real violence. bad guys show up and murder the two and take her. Right. Oh, now so she's double kidnapped. So Daddy was just being nice and kidnapping her, but these guys they mean business. Right. These they, guys. Daddy okay, kidnapped so, her in a white van, and these guys are kidnapping her in a black van. Because they're bad. Yeah, yeah. they're bad. Okay, I got you. <laughs> okay, so her boyfriend was like messed around in the Colombian drug trade or something, and they lost a lot of money because of this arrest. So they're going to hold her until the father pays a million dollars. Now we're going to get to see some booty and tits. Booty Unfortunately, and t- in oh. Jersey, you, you, uh, they have to keep their top on nowadays. Oh, if you drink alcohol. But here in San Francisco, you just have to drink soda. Yeah, we've got that, too. It's called a juice bar. I, I still never gone, but apparently the tickets are free-flowing, as flowing as the juice. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on in. Juice is free. All right, now, this is funny. He's calling up Blue. Blue reports what the plate is, like two private detectives. Right. right. You should check. Turn up the volume. Pasadena. Hey, you sexy. You no want Whoa. These girls have pulled up alongside him. Castillo preset for. Shit. Okay, so we kind of missed it. Uh, it was very funny. Well, she he said, said hi there, I'm hot on the trail of this Colombian drug people. And then the girl comes up and goes, hey, handsome, want to race? And he's like, oh, hi. You know, like, my name is, and that distracts him, and he ends up on the exit ramp. So it is funny. No, and uh, here he's not telling his partners what happened. He's like, oh, yeah, they I, they were good. I lost them. Last time I saw this many uh, strip club action was when I was watching Sunday night uh, Fox uh, animated television shows. Because they, they all take place in strip clubs. This is uh, Stan Lee's uh, cameo is on this scene. Stan Lee's in this movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he, I just happened to be there at the club at the time. Now, this is shot where? California? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. This is supposed to be the Peppermint Rhino by the airport. You know, there was very little backstory available about this film on the internet. Um, this guy named, um, uh, where is it? Max Kalevin. Kel- Max Kalevin. He's behind this whole thing. He wrote it. He directed it. He produced it. Also, Hasselhoff has a production credit. But he was, most of his career, he was a stunt coordinator for like a film that we did, Hot Dog the Movie, and many others. Um, Ruckus, The Night Stalker, Deadly Stranger. So he was a stunt person, and for some reason he got a shot one to be a director. And that is, and this is the result. Well, that's not bad. He wrote it, you know. He was clever, uh, except for the stereotype. Bail Bondman movie, you can't go wrong with a good Bail Bondman movie. <laughs> Midnight Run. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, the Quentin Tarantino one, Jackie Brown. They're, they're cool characters. Not yeah, that was a Bill Spawn. Yeah. Not in real life. They're scumbags in real life. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's now going to Daddy's house. 
Okay. Now look at see this guy. Yeah. He's got a knowing, telling. He has thing, a safari. And it never hat. becomes anything. He has a safari hat. Maybe he went on safari after this scene. <laughs> yeah, you never see him again. He. <laughs> He's off to shoot elephants. But I mean, the way he looked. Yeah, like he thought he would come back in the third act. Now we meet Dean Wormer. Dean Wormer, John Vernon. Yeah, John Vernon. That's right. He's playing Mr. Ridgeway. He's Nettie's father. <clears throat> and he's all wrapped up in this drug business. David Hasselhoff's like, I'm here for the get-out weekend. <laughs> now, you remember him as, as uh, Dean Wormer. Right. He's been right, in the list, In Animal House. A, a National Geographic, I mean, duh, Lampoonie. Mind. National Lampoon film that we will never see because it was good. Yeah, because we only uh, want to see, uh, we love watching National Lampoon movies. And don't forget to now, stick around to the end of the show to find out what movie we'll be watching next week. Maybe it's a National Lampoon movie. What a teaser. Ah. You just tickled my ass with a feather. Yeah, it is particularly nasty weather. <laughs> okay, now, this, he was also a major player in a movie that you need to see and you've still never seen, The Outlaw Josie Wales. I think I saw that. That's uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah, you didn't see it. <laughs> right. It, he's, he's a writer, and he's like, actually, he's kind of pale. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah, the pale writer. <laughs> I know. He's, it's crazy. He was out in the sun, but he was wearing that poncho. He likes the song Misty, and every time he's in the bar, he always says, play Misty for me. Is that the guy, that the movie yep. you're talking about? Does he drive a Gran Torino? Now, this guy, John Vernon, was also in Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a full-length movie on YouTube, by the way. It is? He was, I'm, he was in I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. He played Mr. Big. You're, you know, you are my resident Ernest fan, because you know Ernest. Yeah. Yeah, and you've seen them. We watched uh, Go to Jail, like, 25 years ago together. Okay, now, Blue is going in to rent a car, and this guy is overtly gay, and it's kind of fun. Wills. I have the perfect thing for you. A lovely Alante. Sounds good. I'll take it. Bring it back tomorrow. I just know you're going to love this. Such a lovely, elegant sound. Now, the premise is a little weird here. He has to go and see an Iranian who knows all about this, uh, the drugs, to find out what is the Colombians doing kidnapping. But in order to do so, he has to go to a fancy, schmancy restaurant. So he's got to rent a fancy car. That makes no sense. It doesn't. Why don't you know where you could get a Bentley? I know where you could get a good white Bentley. Your your coworker, you could borrow his mm-hmm. car, save a scene. Okay, here's the weapons in the trunk. Oh no, he's got a hard hat. He's got, he's got like okay. His... So they kidnapped Linda Blair and they took her to where some industrial park. They got to find out where. So he's going in here to pretend that he is uh, a gas. Like there's a gas leak. <laughs> Meanwhile, the secretary is like, ah, oh, the two o'clock strippers. You can sit there, please. <laughs> See, he dressed as a plumber. Well, right now he's sort of like undercover pretending so we can get a list of all like, the people who've <sighs> recently rented out space in that where that um, industrial I, I, park. I wouldn't say this movie is dated, but her desktop computer takes up most of the screen. <laughs> And it's a weird thing. He says, may the bird of happiness fly up your nose. 
<laughs> he said to her. It's like his private joke or something. I don't know. Dean Wormer was also in heavy metal. He played the voice of the prosecutor. He was in Airplane 2. He was in Chain Heat, which was also with uh, Pam Greer. Um, Linda Blair. Right. But to me, the most important thing was his very first role ever, ever, ever. He played Big Brother in 1984 back in 1956. When I went to research that, I found out that he really didn't play Big Brother. He was the face, you know, on all the posters. Oh, so he didn't act? He was just a poster face? Yeah. It was, I was like, <laughs> oh, they had a 1984 way back in 1956, and he was Big Brother. Let me check that out. And they had to make was the just a poster. The poster had to say three lines so he could get a sad card. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a huge leap between 1956 and then his first movie in the 70s. So. Well, it, it was it's because he had to act. He, had, he actually had to move around and talk. <laughs> it wasn't just, he was like, Have you done anything before? Well, I was a poster. Anything else? <laughs> I did some freelance poster work afterwards. <laughs> I was the. <laughs> I, put, I, I wasn't exactly a pinup girl. Okay, here's the Iranian, mm, and uh, you know, eighties lady. This is before the Iranian crisis, so we're not. We didn't know we were supposed to hate them yet. Oh right, we we were still funding them. Yes, we were. Yes. No, we were. We the just Shah. had. A, no, but didn't we uh, have the Iran Contra uh, sessions happen in '86? Right during the administration. Wait a minute. You're right. You're right. I, I've got my uh, dates wrong here. Not we are supposed to hate... Oh, okay. So maybe it's because he's a stereotype Iranian. Of course he's into drugs, something like that. Well, we hate him because he won uh, the race in Cannibal Run 2. Oh, Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr. <laughs> <laughs> Who's from Toledo, Ohio. Oh, Jamie. That's my game show uh, impression. Oh, Jamie, this uh, young lass likes to ride her bicycle, but only when it's blank. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Right. And then he'll do a, a funny joke, and then the real thing. Okay, so now they're saying be very quiet because he's concentrating. He's playing tennis again. Right. And then when he he gets interrupted, he goes, do you know how difficult it is to hit this ball? <laughs> That's pretty funny. There, he just said it. Linda Blair was in uh, Scream as an obnoxious reporter. So That's she right. had like a cameo. Well, and she a... was also in some joke. It was a parody of the Blair Witch Project called the Blair Bitch Project. Ha, ah, ah. ha. You sure it was a parody? Maybe it just happened to be a coincidence that those projects sounded similar. Mm-hmm. It could have been. I know that she and Leslie Nielsen uh, were in Repossessed, a parody of the movie that made her yeah. career. Yeah. Of Exorcist, right. Right. Other stars have done that. Uh, Marlon Brando starred in uh, uh, The Freshman, which made fun of his uh, Godfather role. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, is that the one in which he was? They were doing the. They were doing the heist. No, I'm thinking of a different film. Oh, you're thinking of. Uh, oh yeah. No, this one is. Uh, his home planet of Krypton is being destroyed, so he decides to put his son in a spaceship. 
Yeah, send it to Earth. Oh, yeah, that yeah. parody. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid man. Oh, I now, David Hasselhoff is the king of making fun of himself. Now, like, back here when he's making this movie, everyone's like, this guy is super cool, you know? But then when everyone got older, they said, look at the 70s and 80s, how silly. And Hasselhoff was always like... Yeah, you're absolutely okay, correct. Like, yeah. I just saw him in a movie called Killing Hasselhoff, in which he played himself, uh-huh. and it was like all a joke. Here's oh, a Stan Lee impression. Yeah, Stan Lee. Did I, you see Killing Hasselhoff? No, but I absolutely agree with you. I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where yeah. it was two-part prong joke. One, it was an 80s nostalgia joke, because he that was the last thing he saw before he went out of Earth. And second of all, he shows up and sings the theme song at the end, and he's very kind of loungy-looking on purpose, and he uh, yeah. you know, says, We are Groot, and it's in the end credits as well. And I saw him in Baywatch, the movie. Uh, he shows up. He, he shows up in Click. He plays himself. He plays, like, I think after yeah. that uh, viral video, which I almost played uh, to start off the show, the one of him broken down and drunk and eating a hamburger while his daughter records him the one that went viral yeah that was world. not uh <laughs> that's i mean that went viral around the world and i think his daughter kind of put or i think his family i'm not gonna lay blame but posted it just so he would kind of snap out of it but he's completely drunken and he's in the shower and he's trying to eat a cheeseburger or something <laughs> okay now they they got into they're trying to get into the industrial park area pretending that there's a gas leak. And so Stan Lee was like, there's no gas leak. And then you see they've got dynamite here. I know, this is crazy. That's a federal crime to have dynamite. But I guess it's in Bale's Bond right. and everything goes. They're, they're just doing a huge explosion so they can go in and try to find out where the kidnappers are. It doesn't make any sense. It's an sense. 80s movie. I mean, the way they they shoot people with machine guns and then like blow up things with dynamite it's just par for the course yeah. hey let's see go. I promise there is a gas leak senor boom <laughs> right like, behind okay, you him you can have access was that a blue screen or they actually uh, blew it up behind him uh, I'm sure they really blew it up it looks like they're on a Los Angeles downstage right now yeah not soundstage but locked you know yeah it was in downtown Los Angeles they just blew up an abandoned building you know, there's also this movie like David Hasselhoff versus The Wall. Um, he was on the Comedy Central roast of himself. Right. He was a judge on America's Got Talent. So this guy's made a career out of like, aren't I silly? Well, part of, part of it is that uh, I guess we're, we're we haven't brought up this jigsaw piece. He uh, kind of overhyped, but he was a, a cultural phenomenon, movie uh, music wise, in, in Germany. Yeah. He was a pop star, yeah. a German pop star. Yeah, and he's got the perfect last name for them, and he looks the part for them. Do you? Do you? Uh, can I tell you one of the funnier Hasselhoff trivia's is that he was going to. So he was kind of playing up the uh, campiness of his uh, German pop uh, fame uh, in America, and he was going to have a pay per view uh, David Hasselhoff live uh, show. And it happened at the same time as O.J. Simpson's Ford Bronco chase. And nobody oh. watched the special. That'll steal your thunder. Yeah. Man, they got a lot of shit. These guys are, these guys are sociopaths. Did I say it right? So, 
They're no, total psychopaths. Psychi- they're psychopaths. They're totally psychiatrists. Look at them. They're blowing up <laughs> shit without regard, no empathy. They're totally psychotherapists. He's saying there's a gas leak, you have to get out, and, and they're not buying it. They're like, you're here for the girl. Right. No, and what girl? Blair is like, I'm acting. Right. I'm See, an actress. Why did we tie her up to a, uh, roti- with a, a chair Rot- with wheels? Yeah. What are they called? Rolling chair. Yeah. Yeah, why you shouldn't tie someone up to a rolling chair. That's ridiculous. You stupid jerk. <laughs> we will kill her. We'll point her. To, we'll point the gun to her head and point her out the window so you'll see. He goes, all right, all right, back off. Back Don't. off, Jack. I can sing. Okay, Bellsman, you win. You heard the man. Back off. Hooked on a feeling, right? Didn't he? That was a cover that was popular. He sang. I don't yeah. know, but so that's his musical chops, and then his acting chops consist of Knight Rider and uh, Baywatch. Yeah, and then a bunch of movies. I mean... But he plays himself in those movies, and he never well, played a character. No, like this movie. Like, oh, there this was a movie. cutoff time in which he was like, okay, I'm the joke, and I'm just going to live with that. Like, it took William Shatner years to get to that point. Him, he was like, okay, that's where the money is, I'll do it. Right, and I think a lot of it has to do with those two guys like to sing, and part of the campiness is that they're kind of... It's a little generous to call them singers sometimes, but they uh, they, <laughs> they do it, you know, and uh, it's kind of fun. Like the Shatner stuff kind of took off again in the nineties because it was just so campy and it was this. It was you know, a joke. Yeah. But no, he, but Shatner never. Shatner went to a recording studio and he made a record, and then he did a few tours to uh, a few shows to promote that, but it failed. He never was like oh, I'm a pop star, you know. He he dabbled because they told him it was going to be big and it was called what was it called the transformed man and he looks like Captain Kirk on the cover I don't remember I remember his version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds right I remember Mr. Tambourine Man I remember listening to Howard Stern playing Mr. Tangerine Man and laughing like he said Howard Stern said like uh, I would love to be the studio engineer while they were recording that yeah yeah I, Howard Stern is probably what made it come back in the 90s. You're probably oh, right. Well, that in the know. swinger scenes. The swinger revival kind of brought that kind of camp, campiness of his up, up forefront. Mm-hmm. The lounge singer. You, you've seen, um, it's on YouTube, it has to be. There was a science fiction award in the 70s. Like uh-huh. the, uh, you, I don't know, the Ursula's or whatever. And uh, he sang Rocket Man. Oh, yeah, I, I I have heard that version, too. Yeah, and I know Stewie from Family Guy uh, does a version of, of him singing. But it's great because he's singing, you know, Mars is no place to raise a child. It's cold as hell. And they cut to, like, a bunch of, like, 70s long-haired science fiction writers. It's really funny sitting at tables. <laughs> uh, the old, I'm going to shoot a smoke bomb in your car, and your car's going to go off the cliff routine. <laughs> so the uh, old shoot of smoke bomb and 
Blair and Hasselhoff were also in a, something called Witchery in 1988, one year before this. So They just must have showed up and said, oh, hey, good to be working with you again. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call it working. <laughs> you call this working? Run out there. So this is like 80s gunplay. This is the kind of movies I like where they just shoot semi-automatic weapons at each other. Right, except for the guy closest to us who's got a silly revolver. <laughs> like, everyone else is going, bam, 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 and he's got to go shoot. He knows he only has six shots. So right. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, shoot. And then he hits. And right now, Bean is like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> I like he's how- such a stereotype. Later on, he's going to, um, I don't know, try to break in some. He's going to try to pretend he's somebody, and they're like, let me see your badges. And of course, he goes, you know, I, I've been waiting a long time to say this. I've been waiting a long time to say that. The screenwriter wrote that in. He's like, I've been waiting a long time for this character to say that. I'll take this character out. I'll just save this note in here. You gotta get it to Max Clevin. Max Clevin was like, I'm a stunt guy, but I have a chance to make a movie here, so I'm gonna write it. Right. I'm gonna direct it. I'm gonna produce it. You know. I can think of a couple famous movies uh, directed by stunt people. Uh, there was a movie called Stunt Rock from New England, uh, Australia about a Australian uh, stuntman going to Los Angeles to do stunts and to check out a band called Wizard. So half of it was live performances of a, a prog band and the other half of him doing stunts. It's like numbing. And then What's Gunner, it called? Stunt Rock. And it's just it's, okay. it's a really strange movie, and the other movie I can think of is Gone with in sixty seconds. The original was uh-huh. directed by a stuntman, and oh, you know what? Hal Needham, who directed Stroker Ace and Cannibal Run, and he right. was a, he was a stuntman. You know, all uh-huh. those Bruce uh, Burt Reynolds movies, he was in them. He did the stunts, and he was directed it. So, so they were like, "Sir, you forgot to hire stunt people for this film." He goes, "I don't need them." <laughs> okay, uh, all right, let me go in. And action, ow, cut. Okay, so watch Linda Blair's eyes, right? She he does t- the stereotypical... Well, she's tied up okay, to a chair. And Hasselhoff jumps into the criminals, and the criminals will smooth talks their way now out watch of it. Linda, see? She's pointing at him. Over there. Over there. Whoa. Oh, he shot him. He right shot the boy Project, now, Linda's going to do it again. What's she saying? Shoot that guy. Uh-oh. Throw him out the other window. Why did we have two windows in this room? They should find in a window in this room so they won't get thrown out of it. What a dump they're in, you know, with their nice clothes. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Like, whose house is this? They're going to come back and be like, what the fuck happened to my house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a mess it is. Well, some of this graffiti on the walls already, so this must be abandoned. He goes, Linda's like, why didn't you kill that guy when you had the chance? And he goes, well, it's a problem I have, just killing people. What did he say? Uh, that's an old problem of mine. I'm told killing people. Yeah. Come on, let's go. I'm reading the closed captioning, which, of course, is just phonetically... Oh, you're watching the closed captioning? Yeah. Yeah, so he's like... Um, it's a whole problem of mine. I just can't kill it. Okay, so now they're in the office getting chewed out by um, 
the Benley Our guy. Our Bales Bondsman's hero here. Uh, what, where did my sheet go? The triple. And they're saying, no, um, WB is after the girl, and he's going to break her free. So they get WB on the line, and he's like, that's not true at all. He's kind of playing a joke on them. Oh, I see. Good, we need a joke in this. Yeah, Alan. That's I don't have a last name on this guy. Alan, who was with the Beatles. No, I saw some. Oh yeah, he was. He was he, he, highest number he was ever. For highest a, rated, uh, rated. Sketch comedy duo. Comedy duo. Well, there was two comedy duos that night. They must have been like we'll have one musical act and then the rest comedy duos. Sandwich the musical act between. Yeah. We should have a uh, du- comedy duo follow the Beatles in case they bomb. <laughs> and that way we have a safety net of, co- of comedy duo. Now, the Beatles were getting hyped by AM radio. As you recall, it was AM radio back then. Um, for three weeks before they showed up in America, and they were scheduled to be on um, um, Ed Sullivan. The thing is that Ed Sullivan knew they had something good, but they had no idea. Right. So Ed Sullivan's like, we need ringers. Get me Ro- Martin and Rossi. Get me uh, Triple and, and whatnot. <laughs> so um, the cameras, you know, they have their um, headphones on. And when they rolled them, the girls were screaming so loud that the, 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 the cameramen could not hear the, uh, uh, you know, the people in the booth. Oh, wow. So, so they yeah. just had to wing it. <laughs> But they they had it was a lot easier when the comedy whoa full frontal, full everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Pops Linda Blair looking. is like, I feel terrible. I've been kidnapped and thrown around this town for two days. Please, may I have a shower? So half so off is like, okay. Now right now she's going. It's you know it how it's by the hour for this hotel, and he's like, no no you're mis-. she just wants to take a shower. And uh, so the girl goes, oh, a Sam. Okay, fine. And Hasselhoff like, doesn't know what a Sam, and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, a Sam. So and the then fo- he gets in the car, and he goes to Linda Blair. He goes, you know what a Sam is? And she goes, yeah, I know what a Sam is. That's pretty funny. So he goes into the hotel room register, and the owner shows up full frontal from a shower? She was, uh, she was in a hot tub. <laughs> Linda Blair wants to share. Here, turn it out, turn it out. All right. You know what a Sam is? Yeah, I know what a Sam is. I I didn't hear a thing. It played. All right, well, anyway, I told you the joke, so. No, it played. I think I got it. I'm trying it on the new board. There's a Pepsi sign behind her. Carl, come in. I, I'm here. I'm here. Cool. So here is a seedy motel room with mirrors on the ceiling. That's good. You can see your text and Linda Blair. Yes. That way you can see uh, if your shoes have a shine. Linda Blair ha- is like half implying that she's going to sleep with Hasselhoff. So he's like, hotel, fine. <laughs> By the hour, fine. And there like she it. is. Showering. Naked, in the, but you can't see the whole thing. It's a weird shower setup. 
This is House Hoff's uh, apartment building. It's not really a uh, go a no tell motel. They sh- Carl, they shot it in uh, Hasselhoff's apartment for the tax write-off. I, I heard what you had said. For the tax write-off. <laughs> okay, so now she's like, hey, you take a shower too. And he's like, I don't like to put dirty clothes back on. And she's like, well, who says you have to put them back on? And he's like, okay, I'll take a shower. <laughs> I think I get your hint. So, like, does that mean, yes, yes. All right. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. You know what's a good idea? A shower. Then, once he's in the shower, she splits. That was the whole plan. Oh. So she scammed him. Oh, I thought after sex he was going to say, you got the role. And she said, you idiot, we're already shooting. We're in the middle of the movie, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you got the part, darling. <laughs> you got the part, you idiot, we're halfway in production. <laughs> Are you being serious right now? So he comes out, oh, oh. I'm pretending that I got caught up. What? Oh. Pass off as blue balls. Wah, was, that's not the first time he gets blue balls. He gets them every day for, uh, throughout Baywatch. <laughs> so he's like, please come get me. It's a long story. But he, he has clothes, he's right? Like, oh. And bring some clothes, he says. So they're laughing at his misfortune because he got them in trouble with the boss before, you see. Are they at a strip club Getting phone? Them back. Where are they? Yeah, they're 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 at the strip club. So they're on the telephone, a landline of a strip club. Right. I have to, on every... Every table has a phone. Home. Well, there used to be these, like, uh, singles bars that had phones on the table, and you would call the other table. So now Linda Blair calls up and says, I'm sorry I ditched you. I had to do it. And Hasselhoff is like, you don't understand. You're in a lot of trouble. It's a little nonsensical because... I think it's the, the same. The whole point for, for Hasselhoff is supposed to be she's got to get to court on time. So as long as she can trust him, uh, he can trust her. You know what I mean? I thought it was that you at least have to get her in the office and sign the paperwork, and then that's it. You're, you know, she's liable. No, no, she's got to go to court because... When you post bail, and I know you've never been arrested like me, but when you get, get bail, you've got to give the money. They hold it until you come back to court for your date. Then you can get the money back. So that's what a bail bondsman is all about. Like, I'll front you the money because I know you don't have half a million dollars. And then they give you the money back? So how does the bail bondsman make any money? Uh, he, he charges a fee for his services. Oh, and I there's see. also interest. Huh. So have, now Hasselhoff is pretending to be embarrassed. You know he's not embarrassed. Oh, that he's in an underwear, uh, a towel that has hearts on it? <laughs> I go, oh, hello, ladies. And I'm pretending <laughs> to be smooth. Right. These ladies are like, we're getting paid to be in this movie. We're not actually looking at you. I could just see Max at his old, tiny typewriter going, this is going to be funny. Oh. Type, type, to type, type. Exterior, no tell, motel. <laughs> Enter WB. As he approaches the beaner and blue. <laughs> oh, I mean the bean. The beaner was most recently in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but he was just old man. He never, he never, this is his best role ever. Huh. He was in Lost World Jurassic Park as just some guy. Was he the guy who took the cocktail drinks and went while he ran? 
that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's called car. Okay. In LA Confidential, his role was first Mexican. Huh. First of all, I've seen that movie numerous times. I've only seen That's the first five. Film. I, you know, I've only seen the first five minutes, so I think I recognize him if he's the first Mexican. <laughs> he was in Tremors too, not Tremors one. No, well, Tremors one. And he was an oil worker. Do you remember Heat with Val Kilmer? I love and, that movie. Uh, yeah, I had yeah, it on. He uh, was he was armored truck driver. Oh well, I know who you're talking about. Okay, the last thing that I want to tell you. Well, I'll tell you. In La Bamba, he was man at party. In Speed, he was Vin. <laughs> But you once broke us all into Kindergarten Cop on Claridge Theater in Montclair. Yes, yes I remember yeah, when I broke was, you in. He was street tough number four. Oh, so he must have been on the outer edge of the street gang if he was number four, unless there was more than yeah. four members. So Blair comes home, he's like, I'm sorry I've caused you all this trouble, Daddy, and I have no idea that you're involved with drugs. <laughs> then the main honcho shows up, the... Uh, uh, let's see. Cesar Zanizar. He's the Colombian drug lord bad guy here. And once again, Linda's going to be kidnapped. <laughs> so it'll be the third time. Her yeah. father kidnaps her just to make sure she's safe from kidnappers. And then that gets mucked up when kidnappers kidnap her. Right. And now right. they're like, look out, lady. There's going to be a kidnapper. No, but there was a third one in there. Oh, no, there wasn't. No, they went to break her out and couldn't get her out. That's right. That. But she was tied up in that. Was that kind of a separate kidnapping? It, uh, it, uh, it was the same kidnapper, so it's the same kidnapping, even yeah. though it was a different day. Now, this guy is the father on... It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's Mac's father, who's always in and out of jail. That's your show, man. I haven't watched more than 12 episodes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Well, I love It's Always Sunny, and that's why I know his face. Oh, that's cool. All his other writing credits are really quite irrelevant. He's got him. He's on TV all the time. And, and uh, <clears throat> CSI kind of shows and stuff, but oh, that's funny. It's Always Sunniest for me. Well, right now they look total Miami Vice with the white blazer and the yellow shirt with, uh, yep. with the two buttons up front, that kind of casual T-shirt. All my T-shirts have buttons Columbia. up front. Yeah. He's got the pretend ponytail. The down low man bun. So Dean Warmer's like, you don't need to. We have a deal. You don't have to hold her. He's like, because Dean Warmer's going to like, to get the money to pay them back for what they lost, he's going to sell his home. He's going to sell his, you know, company. He's going to, he goes, but you might change your mind, Dean Warmer. So Blue has a uh, a Raiders T-shirt. That was his team. He was in the Raiders? What, Los Angeles yeah. Raiders? Yes. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been Oakland. Because we're talking 1989. I don't know. Yeah. I think they were in Los Angeles. Remember you paid me to keep my mouth shut? Well, I didn't. And I'm back to talk with you about it, Dean Warmer. Come in. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> This is gold. That's Max on the typewriter. Come in. Exterior. Uh, Circular driveway. Circular driver, Dean Werber's mansion. So So he's like, I know you do, you are involved with the drug trade. And I know that Linda doesn't know. 
He goes, what Steve Warmer saying is like, I am, but it's all about money. I'm not a skunk. It's, it's just, it's just greed. I'm not, I'm not a drug shoot 'em up guy who kidnaps people. I, I'm not a. It's just money. I give them money. They give me back money. Yeah, he's a launderer it's just guy. Money. That's funny. Sure, I get I'm cocaine nice in return. This is a nice mansion he has with the little, with the reflecting yeah. pool and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They actually had a, they were shooting a porn in there in two hours, so they had to get their scenes in fast. <laughs> yeah, when you shoot a porn at the warmer house, you got to keep them away from the reflecting pool because if these porn stars start reflecting on their life, oh my god, they're going to quit. Keep them away from the Hasselhoff, is what they say. You see those chairs? Those were Max's directing chairs, and they were just too short. They were the rejects. See how everyone has, oh no, that's, yeah, there's a mobile phone. If they just weren't so prompt, he's on a cordless. He's on, he's not on a, a cordless, yeah. But they, it's not they, a big brick. The brick is one brick. They have been using the same phone prop. That's right. You're right. I didn't even notice that. They're using the same mobile phone throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh, here you go. Driving fast on a uh, airport hangar. Oh, yeah. By the way, General, this uh, Hasselhoff, a WB, of course he's a pilot, too. Right. Well, this is how they drove now, in the For 80s. some reason, even though this is all Colombian stuff, they're going to Mexico. I don't know why. Okay, this guy is Felix, and he's Wayne. No, it's not. No, it's not. He's I don't got know a great hat. He's got, I love that fucking bucket hat. I wear a bucket hat. I can't believe I missed this. I don't know who that guy is. He looks like the um, Top Gun, uh, I mean, uh, cocktail guy. The cocktail guy from uh, what, the nemesis of uh, Tom Cruise, that guy? He, yeah, he was a fellow bartender, and we saw him in a movie, Paul McCartney movie, remember? Oh, give my regards to Broad Street. Yeah, I do He's remember. He's the Australian. See his round glasses? John Lennon really influenced him. Yeah. Green tie for St. Patrick's Day, that's appropriate. Of that's appropriate, yeah, it passed. But you know what? He woke up drunk. He, he hasn't Tonight we will have corned beef, cabbage, and potatoes, and soda bread. We're having our St. Patrick's Day tonight. Oh, that's pretty cool. I made stuff. It's a drinking way. holiday, as you know, and we don't really drink, but yesterday we went to a party and... Things came to a drink. head. Okay, so for some reason, even though it's Colombian, they're going to Mexico to catch to find out where Linda Blair is, okay? Now, this guy is um, Danny Trejo. Nice, yeah. It's a very young-looking Danny Trejo. Right. You know him, right? Yeah, because I was going to say, he looks like Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo has been... Here he is. Look how young he is. We're a little low on fuel, and we spotted this place. He was still ugly. Yeah, he still has the ugly, but he's not showing off his tattoos. Now, he was uh, in Desperado, Machete, Conair, Heat. Well, you know, the interesting... You know, but yeah. I loved him in Breaking Bad when he was the head on the back of the tortoise. Yeah, right. That's pretty sick. The, the uh, informant. Well, Heat is terrific in Heat. 
and he's Machete. He's Machete in Spy Kids. He plays their Uncle Machete, and then in Machete and Machete Kills, he's like this, like Jason killing machine. It's really funny. Like, there's no way you could kill him. For some reason, Dean is pretending that he doesn't speak Spanish. I don't know why. Probably because he doesn't. Well, maybe next time. Well, they're lying, saying, like, we're down here to look at condos. I will come back. We just want to refuel. Now, the story is... I really don't understand this whole scene. What's the point of it? But, well, there it is. Denny Trejo, like, I, I mean, I've heard him talk about this several times in, in, in interviews, but he was like a stunt coordinator. He got out of prison. He's a stunt coordinator for a movie called, um, it's a John Voight movie, like a runaway train or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, from there he became an actor, and he's been in like over 300 films, including one of my well, least favorites. Some people are all over this film as actors, and it makes sense considering who the... Uh they're like, how are we going to get... Okay, for some reason, they're going to split up now, and they need transportation to like, get to the place on the down low. So Bean is like, give me money. I'm going to pretend I'm a refrigerator repairman, and I'll, and I'll like covertly sneak in there. The, the plot really doesn't make sense at this point. It's still a lot of fun and everything, but... So they're hitchhiking? Or... Yeah, yeah he's gonna, like... I, I don't understand why, but for some reason, he needs to go in there on, the, on his own, and they're gonna... Pre- I, I don't saw know. this I don't film know. and I saw this part twice. I don't understand why it's We're part watching. of the plot. So they're they're out in uh, out in the country, and a truck pulls up, and and the bean hitchhikes and leaves his friends, and his friends chase it up and hops in the back. Like, of why the truck. do they need to hide? Yeah. And why does the plane need to remain there? I guess that's so that it, they don't see them fly in or something. Are I tra- don't know. Are truck drivers that stupid that they can't tell there's human beings in the back of their truck? Two people are hanging yeah. out the back. Yeah, Hasselhoff did his own stunt when he hopped into the back. He hassled in. Yeah. He hopped. Hopped. He hopped. Wait, never mind. They call him the hop because that's the sound he makes when he gives blowjobs. You know, this blue was hardly in anything. He was like in four or five films. He was goes he, away. I don't know what happened to him. Was he in This athlete? is one of his last films ever. Maybe he did one other thing. Yeah, well, that's good. I understand. He bailed out. Right. And I think that the truck driver is a guy named um, Wayne Montanio, who is also a stuntman. Um, and he recognizes the... Um, uh, he recognizes Blue as a football player. And Blue has to pretend, yeah, I'm in refrigerator repair now. I just happen to be in your country stuff. walking around. So. Yep, that's him. You see the guy with the yeah. like, stereotype hat on? Yep. Yeah, that's Wayne Montano. Now, Montana means mountain, but this is Montano as Felix. He's a stuntman. He's got 21 credits as a stuntman. Including Escape from L.A. He knows how to drive a truck, so they were insured. (laughs) 
So why did they do all that? I don't okay, get there it. There he is. He goes, hey, I know you. You're a football player. He's walking around with a Raiders jacket. He goes, you're in refrigerator repair. Oakland Raiders. He said Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Oakland. He goes, there's a lot of money in refrigerator repair. It doesn't make any sense. Here we go. Did you help them fix refrigerators? Yeah, the best fixes in the business. Did you quit football for fixing refrigerators? Make all this big money in refrigerators. <laughs> Shit, I'll give you my best horses. Uh, horses? End of the road. If we're going to fix Mr. Salazar's refrigerator, we got to go the rest of the Oh, way. yeah, logic dictates that if we're going to fix... Yeah. Oh, boy. So we guess we got to take these horses that just happen to show up. No, no, he—it's like a rant. He has horses. No, but it's so just. I know you're not a football guy, but Archie Manning was like a big, big deal, right? So they're riding the horses, and uh, Wayne is like, uh, "Who's that guy that you knocked over in this game?" Oh, that was Archie Manning. That was the bomb. <laughs> so it's like bragging and making a joke. Right. He's saying it right now. Do you ever play anymore? Not much, Edo. <laughs> That's good. Not much, Edo. Man, shit, you scrambled his name. I think we might have missed it. I've been, Carl, I've been playing it off the sub uh, Oh, the did sub you mixer. see it said Archie Manning? Now, yeah. Archie Manning is the father of uh, Eli Manning of the Giants, but also the retired uh, um, Colorado guy, um, Denver Broncos guy, um, uh, the other Manning, who won Super Bowls and and also messed up Super Bowls pretty bad, but okay, here she is again. Always our damsel in distress, always right. sexually dressed and always kidnapped. So she's tied to a separate chair. I wonder if this is a rolling chair again. Yeah, it's a rolling chair. A, she's already prepared to kick. She definitely looks like someone who's been tied up to a chair a lot. Who's just like here I am again, like Rusty Venture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Look at his boots. Like he's obviously a horse rider. Mm-hmm. A sadistic young man. You see, I'm explaining something while you're tied to a chair. Right. It's I so would good. act. And you have if to sit and watch If he's really the big, big boss, he wouldn't be, like, dirtying himself with, like, a kidnapping job, right? Well, since he's tied up, he's also an aspiring open micer, so he's going to do some time <laughs> before he kills her. I'm going to do five minutes. I got a captive audience. Might as well use it. You don't recognize... You don't watch uh, It's Always Sunny here. No, I haven't really seen it much. I mean, I I watched a couple episodes, and uh, uh-huh. but no. <clears throat> well, I fell in love with it because uh, they're very... Okay, what's this? Oh, right, right. For some reason, um, the Colombians are no fools, and they see, hey, those guys coming are the guys who tried to, like, take the girl and everything, so they start shooting, and Wayne is shot. But it's worth it for the football guy. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Exit that guy, says Max, types Max. How am I going to get rid of this character? I know. <laughs> Look at all the blood. I am shot, senor. <laughs> Shooting down like dogs. Wow, they got a lot of bad guys on horses falling. Yeah, yeah. But that's no problem because they've got Hasselhoff and he's going to win. 
He's saying that right now, too. He's like, holy S. He's like, how many white guys do we have on our team? One. How many white guys do we have on our team? One white guy. We're not. No. We're all right. They're outnumbered. We might win, but. Wow. Where do they shoot this? This must have been in like some foreign country, right? Or this is a Griffin Park. It does look like a landscape of uh, Mexico, but the thing is, Los Angeles could absolutely provide you with this landscape. You know, like the dusty, dirty desert part. It's pretty green and lush where he is right now, but have you ever been to Montclair, uh, California? Yeah, Montclair, California is in the uh, Oakland district. Uh, It's actually a district. So it's dusty, but it also has its foresty areas. Well, you know what? I take that back. I've only seen the bus. I haven't been to Montclair. Right now, I don't know. Hasselhoff is is pretending. Don't shoot, and he's pretending. This idea is crazy. What's the What's the WB doing? Right. I should mention that this uh, movie poster, movie JPEG, and uh, gifs have been used constantly on message boards at least ten years ago. I remember ten years ago seeing like. If somebody feels like they need to leave a message board thread, they would post the image of bailout. Really? Yeah, like as a trollish thing of reaction, you know. Huh. So I have seen like, this Like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm bailout. out. Bailout. Here's a picture of a Hasselhoff movie called Bailout. I'm out. Bailing out. Okay, why is she now not tied up to a chair? She must have known and that And she's no longer in that same dress but she's in a nice dress again like a right she was wearing nice that dress. blue cocktail dress and now she's wearing a like a white spring dress blue dress and it's so mexican you know what i mean with like um no shoulders uh frilly collar uh frilly um arms it's very mexican plus the dress was made in mexico what? I said the dress was made in Mexico. You can see it from the tag. <laughs> um, these Mexican long skirts are supposed to be because it's harsh weather and it's sort of like wearing pants. Gotcha. What is she doing? She's just Piling touring cocaine. Was that cocaine that she's just shoveling in there? Two scoops or is of it cocaine. Flour. Yeah, I guess it is. Flour. Look, he's weighing the money. She's she's weighing, weighing the, the money. money. That's not how you do it. You use the scale for the cocaine, dub dub. You dummy! Aren't aren't they supposed to be topless when they're around that much cocaine just because of the heat? That was uh, crack. That was... um, A lot of movies. New Jack City. Yeah, New Jack City, they're topless. Cocaine is not as... uh, They're more trusting of these girls. In Humboldt County, when it's trim season, when it's time to trim the buds... Uh, there'll be uh, people who will do it topless because it's just so hot in there. Now she's like, "Holy shit! It's David Hasselhoff again on a horse." Save me again! <clears throat> and Hasselhoff's giving her the knowing eye, like, "Don't give me away." <laughs> Hello there, Lassie. Hello, person I don't know. Yes, right. How are you? Fine, person I don't know I either. I am suspicious. Nothing to be suspicious about? Okay. 
You must be Linda Blair. How do you know? Well, you're in everything. I see the stretch marks on your neck. <laughs> By the way, there's no... Uh, did you notice that uh, Hasselhoff's companion doesn't speak because he's a little hoarse? <laughs> hey, you know, how can it be that her head went in a full circle and she's fine? You know what I mean? Like, it would have... Yeah, it would have uh, snapped or... Yeah, or, I mean, the muscles just don't do that. Totally so. unbelievable. The devil must be right, like... Right, the rest of it was. Yeah. The devil worked for uh, Looney Tunes. He worked for Warner Brothers, so he just kind of went <laughs> with it. Stop season. So this is the father. Does he look the same after 20 years? Uh, yes, he does. I mean, he looks older, but you can see that it's him. Yeah. Well, let's see. See, the, one time he like got in the jail, and it's like Mac came to see him with uh, Charlie, and they're like, "We're going to get you out." And and the father's like, "Listen to me. Don't do anything. Just I'm okay in here. Just leave me be." They're like, "No, Daddy, don't worry. We're going to get you out." And he goes, "Listen." You two idiots. I know you guys. If you make a move, something bad will happen. Of course. Go it would be a movie. Do it. And of course, they made moves and he ended up getting pinched in jail. We're going to save Daddy. They killed him. This guy looks like he's falling asleep right now. Yeah. Linda Blair looks great. I just don't understand the plot at this point. Like, what's Hasselhoff doing? Now, I saw this twice and I. <laughs> Did you really see this twice? Yes, in prep for today, and wow. he's, he's threatening him, and he looks good. He's got like that he penis like nose. Kiss. Yeah, do it, kiss. Don't do it. You guys know you wanna go on. Uh, have another drink. This yeah. is when I have my phobia thing. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come and submit. Hasselhoff has more pretty lighting than uh, than the Blair, like. Do you want to be the narrator of uh, Night Rider? How do I turn these closed captions on? Okay, CC, because yeah. I forget what's going on here, and I don't like that. I'm just thinking I'm, the Night Rider thing. What's going to happen is they're going to uh, they're going to have like a cookout now, and then they're going to pretend to do it. They're going to pretend to do it. How do you, what, they're going to like... Not slipping in? Yeah, they're going to be in the bed and making bouncy noises, and she's going, oh, oh. And it's like... Oh, Hoff. 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 David, they're gone. You can stop talking. Oh, okay, great. Do you think he calls his name out in sex? Look at I'm roasting Hasselhoff David. Hasselhoff calls his own name? Yeah, I'm, I'm roasting David Hasselhoff right now. Oh, I see. <laughs> So welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie Roast of David Hasselhoff With your host Carl Okay here's the cookout And what they're going to do is She's going to pretend she's super drunk And they pretend to go off together and do it And then when nobody's looking at around 5am They sneak away And Hasselhoff has saved her once again And they're singing Juan Guatemala Juan Guatemala you can pretend super drunk. Can, Carl, can you hear the movie when I play it on this board? A bit. Hey, man, it could be his last time. 
Yes. Okay. It's all right. Good. I'm getting used to it. Don't forget, if you're listening this far, go to muniradio.fm. You click, you'll see a donate button. Click that. Five bucks PayPal. Help keep the lights on. Buy some toilet paper. Why don't they have a, a like a marathon, a, like a telethon thing? Why don't they do that? I think they've done stuff like that. It's just, you know, it doesn't mean it works. Uh-huh. Okay, so now they're going to do it. If she's taking the boots off on a gentleman. nosy Mexicans will spy on them. As always. So they have to pretend... And they have to keep it up until dawn, when the Mexicans finally get tired of watching. But to be honest, that's the only way they could get off if they know Mexicans are watching. So it's a two-way street. There's no growth. They do have horses. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. <laughs> 